Hi, this is Jessica Grace, and I'm the founder of the Jessica Grace Platform. This is my platform's podcast, and it's designed to inspire you in your everyday life. So from all of us here at Team Grace, every success and enjoy the message. In today's episode, I want to teach you how you can fight fear when it shows up in your everyday life. Now, fear is a natural response to things that we encounter in our daily lives. And so I'm not going to propose that we can come up with a strategy where you can just completely avoid fear and never feel scared or frightened about everything in your daily life. But what I can encourage you with today is that you can minimize the impact of fear and learn to stop fear before it stops you. And so in today's message, Fear Fight Club, we are going to get a little bit violent, so to speak, when it comes to dealing with fear in our everyday lives. And I want to just give you some armor to be able to fight fears that you may be experiencing, any that might be producing anxiety in your world, so that you can move beyond them and they don't have to limit your success or kind of steal your opportunities and, you know, just make you feel and not good in your life and steal your enjoyment in your everyday life. And so I don't know what fears that you navigate in your world, but I am aware that there is a lot of things that can generate fear for for people. So whether it's a fear of flying, a fear of losing a lost, a losing a loved one, public speaking, that is a big one, isn't it? A lot of people are scared of public speaking. But whatever fear that you encounter daily, I just want to encourage you, whether it's small or big, I want to encourage you that you can learn how to deal with that fear before it deals with you. So before it starts dictating your decisions, minimizing your enjoyment, before it starts dealing out certain things in your everyday life, I'm going to equip you today with some strategies that will allow you to deal with it first. So at the outset, I wanted to start with a bit of a confession of my own scenario, well, one of my more notable encounters with fear. And it is a situation which involves a mouse. If you're listening and you are afraid of mice, I'm sorry, but I am with you on this one. Uh, I had a situation where I was just walking into a bathroom, went to slide the door shut behind me, and I turned around only to my horror to see a tiny little mouse. Now, I don't know why I react this way, but I just, my whole body just, I was so petrified. And I don't know if you've been this scared before, but I was so terrified of this tiny little mouse, which was doing nothing to me except running around. Um, But I was so scared that I was quite hysterical. So I was laughing because I could see the kind of funny side about like how big I am compared to it. So I was laughing in the moment, screaming, laughing, but also I had just tears coming down my face. Like I was so, so scared that I was hysterical. So that's the scene. Both of us, me and this mouse, are now trying to exit through the only door of this bathroom because of all the drama that's going on. And eventually I did get the door open and we both run out. I end up on top of a lounge um, with my dad literally looking at me like, what on earth is happening? And um, it was just, I'm still crying. I'm still hysterical. And it just took me a while just to woo up 
and calm myself down. And so that is my experience that I had with fear. And I wanted to share that because fear is, uh, I just don't think fear is real. And fear is something that I think can have some crazy effects on us and can cause us to do things that are really not good for our health, but also just nonsensical. And they can really, I mean, this is kind of a humorous example of fear, but in a more serious way, fear really can paralyze and cripple us. And I don't want that to be your reality in your daily life. And it doesn't have to be. Now, just as a side note, my dad did actually you know, after I calmed down, asked finally if I was all right. And I I remember saying to him, I cannot believe that I I could be screaming and in so much horror that no one, like you didn't come in to save me or rescue me. To which he replied, his defense was, I don't come into bathrooms when there's women hysterically screaming. So I thought maybe that was legit. I don't know. You you decide. But anyway, he was um, still there. And that fear was very, very real. But let's just get back to some strategies on, okay, so you do have fears. Each of us have certain things that make us anxious, that perhaps we're scared of, no matter how big or small, which was in my situation with the mouse, they are. I want to give you three ways in which you can start fighting fear when it shows up in your everyday life. So it might be out of the blue, or it might be something that you're fearful about that you're expecting. Whichever way, I believe these three ways are going to help you fight fear and win. So the first way that I believe that you can fight fear in your everyday life is to vocalize that fear to someone. So the fear that you're fighting, make sure that you say it, find someone you trust, Find someone that you can confide in and tell them out loud what it is that you're fearing. Because I really believe the power of fear can really, it can get stronger when it stays between our ears. So when it's just in our mind or it just is forming part of our inner dialogue, that's when fear can really take on a life of its own. And when you speak to someone about fear, when you share it with someone else and bring it out into the open, I believe that it has a way of just weakening that fear, weakening its hold on you, weakening its tie to your emotions and your mind. And I just think it's really, really important way that you can, you know, kind of minimize the ability of fear to affect you and weaken it. So find a friend that you can acknowledge the fear that you're facing with and let them know, tell them about it. So you process that fear with someone else out loud. And I believe it gives you an opportunity to come up with strategies that are going to also help you deal with those things. So one, it's a comfort, it's a release. You can tell someone what you're scared of, but in another way, that person then can come help walk you through, de-emotionalize the situation, so to speak. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to use it anyway. <laughs> so they can, you know, help you think of maybe a logical way that you can move forward beyond that fear. So it's good to make sure, and I believe it's a real good strategy to be able to make sure that you interrupt sometimes the fear that dominates your inner thoughts and, you know, is robbing you of your peace just because it's staying bottled up in you. 
So vocalizing your fear, telling someone else about what you're going through, what you're scared of, it can be a real, real help to coming, getting over that fear. The second way I believe you can fight fear and win in your everyday life is to remind yourself of a greater purpose than the fear that you are facing. Let me explain this with an example. So say you're a parent. I'm sure I have plenty of parents that are listening to this episode. And if you're a parent, one of the great purposes in your life is to take care of your children, to make sure they're looked after, they're protected and they're safe. So that is a really amazing purpose. That is something, if you're a parent, that is part of why you're on the planet is to make sure those children are okay. Say you have a mother then who's scared of heights. I don't know if there's any mums that can relate, but perhaps you've got a mum that cannot, has an absolute fear of heights. You watch when one of her children gets into a problem at a high height. You watch what happens to that mum. You watch how quickly that fear is pushed aside and overridden by a desire to make sure the greater purpose in that moment, which is in the mother's eyes, her child's safety, takes precedence. And that mother is able to put to the side her fear of heights for the sake of her child. And I believe that this example gives us a real key into how we can really fight fear and win. Making sure that you know and that you have in your mind a greater purpose, that you know that you know that you know that you're on the planet for something greater than what you're fearing or what you're encountering in front of you can really, really help you. And it can really help you tap into some reserves that you didn't even know you had at that time when you encounter fear. Like that mum, she probably, you know, she probably still would be as frightened of fear after it. But in that moment, knowing that she's put on the planet to be a mum and look after that child enabled her to tap into some kind of courage to be able to do something she probably would otherwise not have been able to. And so I want to encourage you as well. Make sure that you have a a greater purpose than what you may encounter that could be scary or fearful. And so you might, it might even mean you're doing and facing that, that kind of scenario still scared, but when you have a prevailing purpose, it, it allows you to bring that fear into submission to that purpose. So get to know the purpose. What do you put on the planet for and what are you not going to allow to prevent you from accomplishing that? That's what it comes down to. I think it's a really powerful tool and I don't hear a lot of people speaking about it. It's something that helps me when I come and I'm fearful of different things in stepping out in, in even in my own business, even in my modeling. It's something that helps me because I think, well, I might feel scared, but this is a purpose that I'm passionate about. This is something that is worth more to me. Um, then, you know, then the fear that I'm facing. And it just allows you just to tap into incredible resources that you may not have otherwise have noticed that you have in you. Finally, the last way that you can fight fear and win is to face the fear. Now, this one we've all heard, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, but I just want to encourage you again that there's some fears that you and I have in our lives that are not going to go away until we confront them. It is so important that we realize that there are some things that we're scared of 
that have to be confronted before they will dissipate. You cannot tiptoe, put your head in the sand or meditate your way out of every single fear. Sometimes you just have to confront the fear head on so that then you can move beyond it. And I've had to do this. I have had a fear. I worked in an office a long time ago and I actually started to develop a fear of someone that I was working with. Now, when I first started working in this office, it was very clear that the person that was in authority over me took pretty much immediate disliking to me. I never understood why, but it was just very, it was communicated to me in lots of different ways that they were not very happy to have to be working with me and they did not appreciate me in any way, shape or form. So I started to be, I had to really operate under this person. I I had to work with them every day. And I started to find myself getting really intimidated and fearful of them, knowing that they didn't like me and knowing that they were not good at hiding that fact. And they were, you know, the way they were operating was communicating that to me and everyone else around them. So I, I started to get to a point where I was, was even physically shaking when this person was in the room because I, I became so scared of them and how they were towards me. And I don't know if you've had this moment, but I did reach a point where enough was enough in the sense of initially I tried to avoid this person, which I couldn't avoid because I worked in the same office with them. They were in authority over me. They were in charge. So I had to make sure I was submitting to them and and engaging with them. So I couldn't avoid it that way. I wished it away for a lot of months and just didn't go anywhere. And so I knew that if I was going to deal with this, it had to be something that I faced and I had to be prepared to confront. And I did confront it. And when I did finally confront it, I, I, you know, the issue was resolved and I never had an issue with this person again once we had this confrontation. And so I learned a few lessons there. One is I wished I had done it months before. So I didn't have to be shaking and entertaining so much fear for so long. But, you know, that's part of the lesson that I have today. So we're still, you know, we're training for raining. We don't always arrive first up. So I I kind of really learned how important it was to not take the back foot When it comes to fear, when I feel fear, the first thing it's natural and normal to want to just back out and run away. That's a normal human response. But I want to encourage you that even though you feel that way and you have time to process that, after you do that, take a deep breath and go, right, do I need to confront this now to avoid more pain later? I suffered for a long time unnecessarily because I wasn't prepared to front up and face that fear. And I don't want that to be your story. I want you to learn from from that mistake of mine and be prepared to show up, face that fear. Even if you're shaking, even if you're scared, it will be better to do that in that moment, confronted than to continue to be scared and, and never know if you can have victory over that fear or not. So Another incidence where I really was impressed by someone doing this was a time which I spent with my best friend. She called me once and said, look, would you come shark diving with me? And I was like, it's a strange request. (laughs) But 
sure, but why, why do you want to go shark diving? And she said, well, I'm actually terrified. It's one of my greatest fears is sharks. And she said to me, I know that if I'm going to overcome it, I have to do this. So will you come with me? And I thought, how incredible is that? Like she knew that without taking the opportunity to come literally face to face with what she feared, uh, that she would, it would always have some kind of hold on her. So we did do the shark dive and I must admit, I'm not frightened of sharks, but the scariest thing about that dive was the temperature of the water. It was freezing (laughs) and it literally kind of take your breath away kind of water. It was in uh, Cape Town. It was in South, South Africa and oh, it was just freezing. But in the end, it was, it was very successful trip really, because We both got an experience, once in a lifetime experience, but my friend also proved to herself that, you know, she didn't have to live with this kind of ominous fear hanging over her head, that the hammer literally fell and she didn't, she was fine. She faced it and she was okay. So I would encourage you, if you have certain fears in your world, think about some of those ones that have lingered a long time. It might be that they are the shark or they are that work employee like mine, that you need to confront. You need to show up front on, be willing to face it head on in order to get some victory over it. So they're my three ways that I believe that you can really win when it comes to overcoming fear. So I just want to, I hope you apply them in your everyday life. And I believe that you will get results when you do that. And So just to finish this episode, I wanted to share some antidotes to some common fears that I think are common to all of us at different stages in our lives. So I just wanted to mention three fears and talk to you about how I, because I haven't arrived, fear is something that we are going to deal with ongoing in our lives. And so I want to share with you how I deal with these fears when they show up in my world. And I hope that this will inspire and encourage you and also equip you with how you can deal with them when they show up for you. So the first fear I want to talk about is the fear of the unknown. Now, I think the unknown can generate a lot of anxieties and fears when we just, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in our lives, whether it's in our relationships, our health our jobs can be a real source of fear and anxiety. And so what I do and what I want to encourage you to do with that fear of the unknown, instead of camping in that fear and thinking about what you don't know, I believe that when you shift your focus to what you do know, then that 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 just changes things. It changes the the ability for that fear to affect you in a, in a meaningful way. And so, you know, what I want you to think about if there are things that you're in your future that you just don't have an answer for right now, I want you to put that aside and think, what can you know and what do you know? Like what is tangibly within your reach to determine right now? I want you to think on those things. And I believe that even just shifting and thinking about what you do know, the outcomes that are available to you right now that you do know you can you can you know be sure of right now I believe as you do that it's going to anesthetize those feelings of hopelessness that comes with when you're dwelling on things that you don't know about the unknown in your future in your business in your relationships and so 
I want to encourage you to refuse to let your mind also in that whole realm of dealing with the unknown, refuse to let your mind go where you don't know, but also refuse to let your mind go beyond the moment that you're in. So this is where I think being present and just being considerate of what is at hand can really help you and really put a lid on this kind of fear um, as it shows up in your everyday life. And so not worrying. So it's a decision, really, not deciding not to worry beyond the day that you're in. I think that is the ultimate antidote to the unknown, because you can't worry about something five years from now that you're not willing to entertain in the next five minutes. And so it's just bringing yourself and reminding yourself in that moment when that fear comes, what are you going to do in five years? What job are you going to have? Who are you going to marry? If you just bring it back to hang on, in the next five minutes, what do I need to deal with? What do I need to know? You don't need to know lots of things in that day to get you through that day successfully. So I want to encourage you. One of the main antidotes to the fear of the unknown is to make sure that you stick with what you do know and you stay in the moment that you're in because that is the moment that you have the greatest vantage point for in that time. The second fear I want to talk to you about is the fear of rejection. And this is real for all of us. No one likes being rejected, but the reality is you are going to be rejected, whether it's by people or opportunities, whichever way. Rejection is a part of life. But I believe the main, the main antidote to rejection that I have dealt, I have kind of employed in my everyday life, and I speak about a lot through my platform, is accepting yourself and making sure that you're not seeking out other people as your source of affirmation and approval. It's really important that you don't give anyone the ability to tell you whether you are valuable whether you are um, worth, worth it, whether you are significant, because what that does is that gives people the power to really affect you when they reject you. So what, what I mean by that is when you know and you've accepted yourself, you've accepted how you're wired, who you are, the gifts and talents that you do have, where you measure up, where, once you've accepted those things, and you know that they are valuable and that you are valuable independent of anyone else, anyone else around you, then when you're not someone's cup of tea, so to speak, when someone does reject you, you don't get chosen to be on the team that you wanted or you don't get into that job that you worked hard for. Your whole world doesn't fall down because your value isn't attached to whether other people accept you or not because you've already You've already preemptively valued yourself and given yourself that power, not other people. So I want to encourage you that, I mean, I have to do this in the industry I work in. I work in the modeling industry, obviously, as a model and rejection is, is just part of the industry. I turn up to lots of castings and I've been rejected by a lot of casting directors, a lot of photo shoots that I haven't got into and I haven't secured but that is part of being a model you have to show up and you have to go and stand in front of people and see whether or not they are going to accept you for certain positions now thankfully because I came into the modeling industry a bit later in life 
I already have a really strong identity and a really strong sense of my value independent of any casting director or any job that I may or may not get in any runway I might be able to walk on. And so I have been able to see just by being in the industry, how that has really grounded me and kept me from a lot of discouragement and a lot of despair that I see other models encountering. It breaks my heart to see models when we come out of a casting and they haven't been accepted for them to see that as a rejection of themselves, of who they are and their value, because they don't know that beyond that job, they have value. They have given over their value and their identity, whether they're good enough into the arms and into the, you know, kind of hands of the casting directors or the photographers or a job. And I want to encourage you to take back your value from those things because they are subjective things. They can change. I want you to know something that is unchangeable, which you have to be completely convinced of, whether you're going in for a casting, a job, a relationship, whatever it is, just know that you are valuable, you are special, and you are worth it. Full stop. Before you get that dream job, before you marry the love of your life, that is who you are. That foundation has to be very much ingrained if, it's, if you're going to be protected from that fear of rejection. And so valuing yourself is something that protects you. It keeps you. It doesn't mean that you never get discouraged. Sure, I don't like getting rejected. I, I don't, it doesn't make me feel any better, but it means I'm not completely destroyed by rejection. So that is what I believe will help you. Having a knowledge of your value that is not dependent on someone else's acceptance. It's really, really important that you cultivate that in your everyday life. Lastly, I want to deal with the fear of failure. Now, this is real, and I think this affects people's success more than they realize. If you're frightened, even if you don't vocalize it, but you're scared of failing, it means you can not start things and take the risks that might lead to the best in your life. And so I want to encourage you to see fear, the way that you stop being prevented from succeeding because of a fear of failure is you reconceptualize fear, the fear of failure. You start seeing failure not as the deal breaker or the problem and the total mistake that crushed you. You start actually seeing some of the things that you failed in, you start seeing them as experiences. You start seeing them as, you know what? I didn't fail. I lived. I had this experience and I didn't, you know, lose an opportunity because I didn't achieve what I wanted in that moment. I actually set myself up for further opportunities in the future because I've learned from that. I've gleaned what I can from that mistake. I have, you know, walked that through and I honestly would be, I am, personality wise or whether I'm just trained this way now, I would rather make a mistake than miss an opportunity and miss an opportunity to take a leap of faith into something that might, you know, be tapping into my potential and my best than to just never, ever know. And so I want to encourage you and with the fact that really some of the biggest failures in my own eyes, in my own life, now with hindsight, I can see that they have been the greatest stepping stones to me getting to the success that I wanted. So be careful that you don't prejudge either your so-called failures. They can become stepping stones and you look back 
and you go, wow, if I hadn't made that mistake then, or if I hadn't have stepped out and fallen on my face in that moment, I may never have learnt this this skill. I may never have learnt this like wisdom that I'm applying to my life now that's helping me absolutely thrive. So I want to encourage you, reconceptualize the fear of failure because failure does not have to be a deal breaker and failure can actually build you and not break you in, in as far as opportunity opportunities go. And so those are just three fears that I've had to navigate in my everyday life. And I hope they've resounded with you as well. But my final encouragement really is to don't see fear as something that you cannot overcome and you cannot fight. Yes, it is something that is present and can show up from time to time in our everyday life, but it doesn't have to limit you. And so I hope that with these strategies and just some of those shifts in mindset that I talked about specific to those fears that we've just mentioned, I hope that this will just give you the empowerment that you need to start reigning over fears and not allow those fears to dominate you. You don't have to live a life that is dominated by fear and anxiety when you know how to fight fear and win. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you'd like any more information on the inspirational tools available through the Jessica Grace platform, you can visit www.jessicagraceplatform.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your world. You can also connect with the platform on Facebook and Instagram. So get connected so you can be graced for your best life.